0: Hey guys, and welcome to episode 10 of the XFL Extra Point 10 weeks. That's like a milestone of some kind, right?
1: 10, baby! Jesus.
0: <laughs> when- What's funny about this, when you did that, the music cut off on my computer. <laughs> like, it was like, oh, fuck. I'm going to blow out this mic. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, episode 10 of the XFL Extra Point. Um, so that's like a little over two months, right? That's a milestone of some kind, 10 weeks in. Um, I'm Justin. I'm here with Thomas. Thomas, say something so people know you exist. I'm Tizzy Tizzy Thomas Thomas. For the first time ever, I actually know Thomas exists because he's right in front of me. We're actually doing this in the same room. That's crazy. That's crazy. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so today, uh, we got some news to talk about and we're going to do as we try to fill in time because, you know, the XFL season is starting soon. <laughs> um, the XFL season is starting soon, so uh, Thomas is distracting. <laughs> his dancing. You can't get through the intro, bro. <laughs> So, uh, the XFL season starting soon. You know we're going to two shows a week. Once the XFL season starts, we're going to do a Monday show. That's going to be a recap of all the shit we saw over the weekend. <laughs> Friday's going to be a preview of all the shit that's coming up over the next weekend. And so we'll be talking about the games. So, in preparation for that, we're running out of things to talk about. That's correct. <laughs> but it, once that happens, we're going to be good. We're going to be going hard twice a week. Going big hard. So, but we do have training camps coming up. Uh, a little update, right? So, I told you guys last show, I believe, that we wanted to go out and do training camp stuff and record it. Well, uh, I'm still not 100% sure mm-hmm. if uh, they let people go to those. Well, because they started today. Well, and uh, probably
1: not then. <laughs> I
0: didn't see when I saw the little clips from them recording them themselves. I didn't see any people on the sideline who looked like fans, but maybe down the line, like, I don't think mini camps were open initially. Maybe we should just drive up and just like, be like, yo. Let us, in. <laughs> Let us in. Come on, we should get polos and make like a little, like a little thing where like we're official uh, media. media. We're credentialed. <laughs> so we hopefully will um, be recording some mini camp or training camp stuff. If we can get it, but um, we also want to be doing YouTube stuff sometime soon. We have some ideas, and we're doing it this month at least. We're going to at least do a trial run of it at some point this month. Um, not going to go into 100 percent what that's going to be yet. But, I mean, it's going to be short-form stuff, 10, 15 minutes, uh, that kind of stuff. But, anyway, if you guys want to see that video content, head to our YouTube channel, XFL Extra Point, on YouTube. Just type it on the search bar, you'll find it. You can also follow us on Twitter, at XFL Extra Point. Uh, If you guys want to ask viewer questions, which we haven't gotten any of them. We've been doing this for 10 episodes. None of y'all want to send us (laughs) anything. The fuck? (laughs) You can DM us on Twitter, or you can send an email to us. Uh, ExtraPointContactGmail.com. We'll answer shit you send there on the show and we'll say your name. We're just going to say open season. Ask us about anything. Yeah. Because we are desperate. We're desperate for for content. For stuff to talk about. We are a slut for content at this point. (laughs) But today's episode, right? News and notes as usual. And then we're going to be talking about our XFL one and done's. I have a theory that perhaps some people who are XFL fans, because some of them are very diehard, right? I have a theory that some people who are XFL fans are going to listen to the show and be offended by it. I think so too. Because lots of people don't want to admit, and we're you know we're XFL fan. We're not die hard per se. We cover it. Mm-hmm. We like it, but mm-hmm. we don't know every single player and every coach's name and shit. Mm-hmm. But some people who are diehards don't like the idea that the XFL is the minor league. Well, compar- it is. It, it is. <laughs> and so I would say most, not all, but most of the players. And the XFL would like to get back to the NFL. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to be talking about five players each who we think could be gone after the 2020 season and find their way onto an NFL roster. And I don't know if you did this, but I tried to make it a point that this wasn't just getting on a practice squad. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like most of the players in the XFL can get on a practice squad. And most of them have been on practice squads okay. for the most part, right? So just to say, well, they're making it to an NFL team on a practice squad isn't the same as making a 53-man roster. Some players in the XFL have made 53-man rosters. So, I just think it'd be interesting and more uh, narrow if we were like, these are players who are going to be the best. And there's a lot of factors that go into it. Like, what I was looking for was like age, skill set, how it would translate, potential, and of course, like current level, how good they are. But I think you've got to be a very specific guy to get a 53-man roster spot if you're in the XFL. You have to fill a role. You do. And so... We're going to talk about five people each that we think could get that immediate role. Uh, Not, you know, maybe they're they're backups, but they're on the 53-man roster. They go into the season on the 53-man roster. So anyway, did I forget anything? I think we covered it all, big homie. (laughs) I think we have it. So we're going to do the news and notes drop.
1: We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live!
0: Alright, first story. Big story. It came out... Big. I think Friday? Huge. I think it might have been Friday that this news came out. might have been yesterday, Saturday. I don't know. It was pretty recently. Uh, So it's been announced, at least in some capacity, that Dean Blandino is going to be the XFL's head of officiating. So this came out because of a notice from the Tuesday press conference that they're doing that they're releasing the rules. I'm not going to go into that too much. There's not much to talk about. We've talked about the rules in a previous episode. If you guys want to go back and listen to that, we talked about some of the rules that have already been confirmed, some of the potential rules. But uh, they're going to announce it all on Tuesday, and Dean Blandino is going to be there. And this notice confirmed that he'd be the head of officiating. Uh, he's a former NFL senior VP of officiating. Uh, lots of you guys probably know Dean Blandino. If you, don't. you
1: like him or dislike him.
0: Yeah, what, some people really don't like him. If you Cowboys fan, you hate him. <laughs> but, um, you know, he did serve. He's definitely a huge name, get for the XFL in terms of officiating. Somewhat surprising that he'd want to go be an official for the XFL, right? Like, he could probably get another job at the NFL if he wanted. But, I mean, he's head guy, and it's probably not all that taxing on him. What it will be taxing, though, I think, is the fact that these are all new rules for the most part. Like There's a lot of weird shit that people don't understand quite yet. So he's going to have to explain that, and he's probably the best guy you could get to explain that. Um, so Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. Uh, you could also like him or dislike him. I a don't lot like people Mike Florio. Don't, a lot of people don't like him. I'd say most XFL fans don't like him because he's, he's widely considered to be anti-XFL, but he kind of broke the story, and when you watch... I don't know if he broke the story per se because it was a notice, right? But... He got it more into the mainstream view. If you see many of these articles talking about Dean Blandino, they're saying, you know, uh, they're, they're quoting Mike Florio's little piece on it, which isn't very much. But uh, in, in that piece, he said, uh, hiring Blandino, who has the ability to explain rules and the application thereof in a clear, credible, and accurate way, is arguably the best move the XFL has made. Correct. So... I don't know. Arguably, arguably is keyword there because I don't know. I mean, that's a good move, mm-hmm. not the best move. Not either. the best. Mo- I mean the yeah. I don't know what the best move would be, but that's a good. But it's definitely a, it's a step, step in the right direction. Definitely a step in the right direction in like making your league seem more legit, right? Because Dean Blandino is a guy lots of people know from Fox and just being the head of officiating. But lots of people now, you know, maybe you didn't know Dean Blandino if you weren't that into football. But lots of people know him now when they're watching the game. They're like, hey, Dean, they're like, what do you uh, what do you think this is a catch? He's like, you know, I don't think this is a catch. And I'm like, I agree. I don't think this is the catch. You know? Like, I most, for the most part agree with Dean Landino. Dez caught it, though. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, Dean Landino, he's like, a, he's a big name. What are your opinions? You like him? You don't like him?
1: Uh, I think out of the guys that the TV networks have put out to be the face of, like, we think this is the call. I think he has been the most likable, and likable, what I mean by that is he he will be critical of the referees on the field. He will not try to cover for them, uh, which is, is the quickest way to, I think, make most people dislike you is mm-hmm. to tell them that what they're seeing is wrong when it's clearly not that way. Um, and I think most of the time he gets it right. Uh, like I said, Dez caught it. But that's a blip. Uh, I think most of the time he gets it right, I think he's the most likable. Uh, yeah, I think that's fine. I think this is a good move.
0: I would say the NFL officiating, though having always been pretty bad, mm-hmm. got significantly worse when he left. I agree. Like, recently, it's been really, really bad. Yes. And so, I don't know if there's a correlation between those, causation between those, but... Possibly. But, you know, I think it's... Regardless, of the big name, whether you like her or not, that's going to get mainstream exposure. Um... Lots of questions as to what his role would be in broadcast because I doubt, right? He was never named as the as a guy who's part of the broadcast team. So I wonder if he's going to be involved in the broadcast or if mm-hmm. it's going to be like after the fact when they're like, what the fuck happened here? I, I don't understand the rules. He's going to be like, well, the rule is yes. that you can pass the ball forward anytime <laughs> you're behind the line of scrimmage. So they're like, oh, okay. Okay. Oh, thanks, okay. Dean. Thanks, Dean. So yeah. Anyway, that's our story. Mm-hmm. Dean Lambdino, big ass name coming to the. XFL. Big ass name. Good thing for the XFL, I think. Yes, very good. Now, maybe perhaps a bad thing for our second story, right? Depending on who you're asking. So, the Battlehawks OC Doug Meacham could be leaving the Mm -hmm. Battlehawks. So, training camp, just a few days away. Kind of terrible timing. But a report from Football Scoop is now saying St. Louis Battlehawks offensive coordinator Doug Meacham is leaving the team. It says that he's leaving for a job with TCU. Uh, he was the co-offensive coordinator and inside wide receivers coach from 2014 to 2016 for TCU, but recently that position opened up for co-offensive coordinator and running back uh, a co-offensive coordinator position that he'll probably be filling in. Maybe maybe he'll be full-time OC, but I doubt it. Probably another co-offensive coordinator position. Um, so that leaves Jonathan Hayes, the BattleHawks coach, only a few days to fill the role if this comes to fruition, which I don't think it's been truly confirmed yet. Mm-hmm. It's just a rumor. It's... It's a report, and I guess it's a rumor, but there, this report talks about it as it's fact, mm-hmm. so we'll see. But that definitely is a problem for the Battle Hawks, because I, I, is Jonathan Hayes, uh, is he an offensive guy or a defensive guy? That's uh, a question. That is
1: a question that I will quickly figure out myself. Um, young Jamie, can you pull up this? Young Jamie, yeah. <laughs> I'm not Young Jamie, bitch. But Jonathan <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. I'm insulted that you think I am Young Jamie. You're not Young Jamie either, but... Uh, you're I, you're you're the Eddie Bravo
0: in this situation. I'm not Eddie Bravo. You're definitely the Eddie Bravo. Why well, am I the Eddie Bravo? You're the one with the terrible takes. I have the best <laughs> takes. All right. You guys haven't been exposed to his awful takes. Yet. I have the best sports takes of all time. Once the season starts, everyone is going to turn against you, Thomas. Everyone else is wrong. I am correct. You know what I can say about us being in the same room together? We're filling in this time while you're doing research a lot better. <laughs> that is true. It does help because you can kind of read where I'm at, and it's not just like, oh, wait, I, ooh, I, are e- you saying e- something? To e- yeah. All
1: right. Well, so uh, really, all I can find is that he was the tight ends coach for the Bengals. So um, that would make an offensive, um, so guy, offensive probably. guy, I suppose. So while it's not ideal that your OC is leaving this close to the season.
0: Uh, I believe they'd be running whatever scheme Jonathan Hayes. Was yeah, like they'll run. they'll figure it out. So it, they're gonna have to find a new guy, but I assume Jonathan Hayes was gonna be calling the plays. They'll probably
1: yes, they'll probably just at the very worst they'll just promote from within. So. Probably,
0: okay. So that's our other story. I mean, what mm. I guess what else could we say besides like that's probably not the best thing, but it could be worse. It could be worse, and it's not. Also, it's not confirmed. So. It's not confirmed. We gotta wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. Doug Meacham is not a name that I immediately know, mm-hmm. right? So I, I I can't say how detrimental this is. It is terrible timing, but we'll we'll see we'll, we'll see, see what happens. Uh, I'd assume it's not going to be the end of the world, mm-hmm. and we'll see if it comes to fruition. But that's our news for this week. There wasn't a ton. I assume there's going to be a lot of news coming in the following weeks when training camp starts. I I think we're going to get a lot of more transactions happening. I would assume. There also is reportedly a draft at some point. That's another not. draft? Okay. Because the rosters aren't 53 men right now. That's true. If that's their size. I think there's something like 50 right now. They're yes. close to 50. Um, I'd assume there's another draft. I think that was a thing. It was supposed to be January 2nd. Originally was the rumor, and it's now January 5th. <laughs> so so maybe it's not happening, but we'll wait and see. I'd expect transactions happening in the coming month. Yes. And that'll be stuff for us to talk about. Yes, sir. But anyway, we're going to move on to our big chunk of the show, what show, today's show is really about, and that's our XFL one and dones. Um, I want to do a little more talking about this before we go into it, All explaining right. the concept behind this. I personally think there's three groups in the XFL of players, and this this is obviously very um, limiting and mm-hmm. not the case for every player and every player doesn't fall into every ca- or separate categories may be overlap. But I think there's three types of players in the XFL right now there's young guys you know 20 22 to 25 you know that are using the xfl as a stepping stone to get their start there's guys who are more middle-aged late 20s who are doing this because they're you know maybe fell out of favor in the league for whatever reason never could really do it and those might be the guys who are going to stick around the XFL for a little bit longer, mm-hmm. um, but still have aspirations of getting to the NFL mm-hmm. come back in and hopefully they would be stick. only there for a little bit, but then they get back to the NFL. And then I think there's a couple guys who were that over 30 range or very, you know, 29, um, older guys who probably don't think they're getting back to the NFL at this point. Uh, they're probably too old to, you know, if they haven't proved it yet and those will be more of your long-term players in the XFL guys. I can think of like that, like, uh, um, who's older in the XFL? Uh,
1: like uh, Sterling Moore, that yeah, corner. Yeah. Um, and a lot I, of the Battlehawks' defense, actually. Yeah, uh, I, Will I, Clark for one, too.
0: I know I had pulled some of those guys out with my sons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it is something like people who are going to be around for like, Will Hill. Will Hill, yeah, that's another great example, actually. So, uh, though, I think there's three categories, and so I think what we're really focusing on today is that first category I talked about those. 22 to 25 26 year olds Mm -hmm. who are trying to make a name for themselves here show hey i'm good and when i get significant amount of snaps i can get it i can get it and (laughs) you only see me in a practice situation not a game situation Mm -hmm. so that's the kind of people we're talking about here but anyway uh i think last time we did a show you went first yes So i'm gonna go first now. go for it big dog so my first guy is a guy we've talked about before this is one of our favorite guys Mm -hmm. and a show favorite for sure yes our boy, Jazz Ferguson. Let's do it. Wide receiver for the Dallas Renegades. Yes. So we talked about a lot about him in our supplemental draft favorites episode. He was just unanimously favorited. He was your first guy, and he was my first guy, and you stole him from me. I him did infamously. Yet still, I won the poll. The polls on red. who did a better draft. The poll was rigged. You, Terrence Williams. <laughs> Whatever. Your poll was the common man took your team, not the expert. Didn't you vote for yourself, Tom? Yes, I did. Of course I did because I had the better team. So, um, obviously, he was a favorite for a good reason. Like, he's a gigantic dude, mm-hmm. 6'5", almost 230, mm-hmm. and he has a great skill set that matches with that size. Yes. Um, we, we kind of pose this comparison as him as like a Mike Evans type player, mm-hmm. which could be very useful in the NFL and the XFL. Yes. But, um, so that, and, and he's 22, young dude. Big young. Big young. <laughs> like, that's, that's almost as young as you could be going in. Yes. So, very young dude. Only didn't have much of a shot in the in the NFL. At first, mm-hmm. Like, he didn't get much, you know, he was on a practice squad at Seahawks. Now that's it. He hasn't yes. had a ton of experience in the yes. NFL.
1: Except the Seahawks would like him back now.
0: But. Yeah, They probably would. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we talked about, you know, with his size comes his ability to know how to use that size. He can body these small corners. And he's fast enough, even though being 230, his 40 time at the combine, or was it his pro day? His 40 time, regardless, was a four four five. He showed up, from what I read, he showed up to Seahawks practice. A little bit closer to 250 and mm-hmm. was not nearly as fast as he was at combine and pro day and that might have affected him somewhat in terms of them wanting to keep him that he seemed a little out of shape compared to what they saw when they originally wanted to sign him um but he seems to have gotten lighter now he seems to be putting in the work uh he's fast enough to run by linebackers and he's big enough to body corners um i personally believe jazz Ferguson has the potential to be one of the top two or three wide receivers in the xfl if they know that he is if they can utilize what he can do he can be racking up touchdowns and big plays um for me he just feels like just in terms of potential like a no-brainer to make it at least as a developmental guy like Mm. i feel like i know people who are on 53 man rosters like, I, I would like him more than... Who was who was the guy who almost caught the pass today in the Vikings game? Uh, I don't know. Andrew Hollins? Something Andrew like,
1: Hollins. Yeah, Alexander Hollins or something. Something
0: like that. Hollins. Yeah. Guy I never heard of. Why wasn't that Jazz Ferguson? <laughs> Jazz Ferguson would have came down with that ball. Maybe. Maybe not. But, oh, you know what? I didn't even mention it. <laughs> Skull! Skull! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Vikings upset the Saints today. But this is an XFL podcast. That's right. Um, but, anyway where was he seems like he's a no-brainer to make a 53-man roster just because of his potential and his size Mm -hmm. very likely he could just be one year um he did spend time in the nfl as i said uh you know off season with training camp with um the seahawks but he got put on to the practice squad because he had some issues with drops is what i read because he was dropping a lot of passes though in the preseason he went 7 of 12 for 119 yard or yeah caught 7 of 12 targets for 119 yards and a touchdown in the preseason it doesn't seem like a drop problem really to me 7 of 12 it seems like a pretty good you know number of catches to targets but perhaps in practice it was worse um i just think if jazz, if jazz can use the 2020 season as like a showcase of like hey i'm you know i'm comparable to mike evans maybe i'm not as good but like in terms of size and skill set i am a mike evans type player I could see him getting in like a rotate in the rotation, mm-hmm. especially on a team like say the Redskins, who don't necessarily have a
1: clear cut situation at wide receiver besides like one player. Yeah. So teams that are hurting for wide receiver, I think we'll definitely look for him.
0: I think he's a guy who could find his way onto a fifty three man roster if he can, as long as he doesn't show the problems that got him put on the practice squad with the Seahawks, which apparently was drops and lack of speed. Um, then he should be. A no-brainer, a lock to get on 53-man roster after this one 2020 season. I agree. And that's my guy, so I think I was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you think so. I think my explanation was great. Your explanation was fantastic. <laughs> All right, who's All right. your
1: guy? So my first guy, uh, someone who I don't believe that we have mentioned on the show before, yes. is DeAndre Goolsby. He is a tight end for the Tampa Bay Vipers. Right. Uh, he played at the University of Florida. So, Goolsby here, Uh, he is 6'5", 240, only 23 years old. Uh, Biggest thing that popped out to me uh, when watching his film was he's a hand catcher. Uh, If it's away from his frame, if it's not quite, if it's a hard reach, he usually comes down with them more often than not. Uh, He is your big wide receiver built uh, Mm -hmm. tight end. Um, And he, while he's not really, he's not that in the sense of like an Evan Ingram, Mm -hmm. uh, but he's a he's more of a mismatch maker. Like he, he can get open and catch the ball against corners and make that a mismatch to get your six yard completions, your five yard completions, maybe your mm-hmm. 12 yard completions. Uh, he's not going to be as a field stretcher as a tight end. Yeah. He's not going to be that David and Joku not going to be that, uh, Evan Ingram type. Um, but he can be your, I don't want to say Jason Witten, but something like that right. where you, you know, it, it's a completion and it's a positive play. Uh, He's a zone coverage breaker. Yeah, if a corner is somehow on him, he's a man coverage breaker. But he's not really going to be your home run hitter. Uh, he is a decent blocker. Um, he's not really, he's not a decent blocker in the fact that he's he knows how to block. He's more of just yeah, technique's not there. Uh, he's more of an effort guy. Uh, mm-hmm. He'll he'll get to where he needs to be and he'll use what he has. But if he's going up against like a true edge rusher or Maybe even like a more of a rush type linebacker, he's probably not going to win. Uh, he might great. slow them down, but he's not, not, you shouldn't trust him to block if mm-hmm. a player needs to be blocked. If he's an extra guy on a play that might help or chip, great.
0: The, the only thing I'd say about this guy, just mm-hmm. from a little bit that I saw, mm-hmm. is it seems like a type of tight end like him is falling out of favor a little bit. Yes. In the NFL? Yes. We're going more towards stretch tight ends, mm-hmm. guys who can get yards after the catch. Mm hmm. Now, while that's correct,
1: his testing numbers are comparable to um, not Evan Ingram, because Evan a fucking freak, or David Njoku, but uh, they're comparable to a lower tier of that. Mm. Um, So he did have a not very good pro day. Uh, He was not, his jumping numbers were really not very good at all, uh, which is. That's bad. Uh, you have to be explosive to play in the NFL. But he ran a four-seven, which is not sexy. It's not a sexy number, mm-hmm. but it's fine. Uh, and with the tight end position being kind of, I'm say less good, but really this is not a very this era is not a very good year for tight ends, mm-hmm. uh, mainly just because of how they're used. And like you said, the type of tight end where it's you know a bigger dude that's mostly there to block, but will get you the five yard completion, mm-hmm. six yard completions is falling out. Uh, And you're going for more of the Evan Ingrams and David Njoku's and people like that. Um, So, as I said, this is someone who's going to make an NFL roster. Why is that? Uh, Because the tight end position is so raw at this point. He's still very young. Uh, Like I said, testing numbers are decent. He's only 23 years old. Uh, Some weird thing with him was his senior season, he was out with an undisclosed injury, and it kind of seemed like it wasn't actually an injury okay. uh, the coaches wouldn't give any details but uh, it was like well there was a there was a thing where what's the rumor the room. Ru- the ru- well okay <laughs> so what happened was he was declared out on Twitter for like the rest of the year and, he, and on Twitter he was like well this is news to me <laughs> <laughs> so Indeed. that's not good yeah. um, so usually usually what that means if someone's an undisclosed injury they're suspended for some reason uh, whether that's a failed drug test by the university or if it's just they're not responding to coaching well, something like that. So that's not very good, but that's a red flag in his past. I think his tape uh, is something that will put him on film. I think also he is on the same team as Nick Truesdell. Right. Um, if you look at the other tight ends on their roster, besides him and Nick Truesdell, I think if they run
0: two tight uh, two
1: tight ends, I think he'll be the second tight end in that formation. Um, so I think that will help him get a little more exposure uh, if he sticks around. And I think if you have to cover two tight ends, I think they're covering the better athlete and the better mm-hmm. football player, in Nick Truesdale, and we'll leave him open and leave a zone for him to get to.
0: With that in mind, yes. because Nick Truesdale isn't a blocker, mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a lot of this guy blocking. So this is going to yes. be a true test. If he can block, because that's what you're going to need out of a guy like that. That's correct. Because he's not necessarily your wide receiver type of tight end. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, so he's gonna have to show that he can block pretty well. Yes, and if he can do that, mm-hmm. I can I can see what you're talking about. He has size, mm-hmm. he has hands. And mm-hmm.
1: so. in, in college, he never outright like got dicked down. Yeah, as what I, like I saw, it was yeah. like it was
0: just not like the prettiest block. Yes,
1: he got in the way. And he seemed okay in the yes. run blocking. Yes,
0: situation pulling and stuff like that. But so that's an interesting guy. Mm-hmm. I think. There's only a few bad things going for him. The fact that he's going to be number two tight end. Yes. You know, he's not going to be their mm-hmm. number one guy. Mm-hmm. And he's not traditionally what the NFL wants. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, mm-hmm. I could see a lot of potential. And how, do you know how old he is? He's 23. Well, that's a young guy. So Now, I would
1: have put Nick Truesdale on here. Right, but Nick but Truesdale is, is old. <laughs> he's
0: 29. So, So. That's okay, fair. Anything else to say about that guy? No. All right. So let's move on to my number two guy. All righty. And when I say number two guy, I mean number two, two, two guys. <laughs> <laughs> number two, two, two. Because uh, I got a little bit of a joint entry here. Yes. Because I feel like they're in a very similar situation. That's correct. So I feel like it would be kind of dumb to separate them. True. And I should just talk but about them at the same time. And why I'm talking so long and explaining without saying the names. Um, I'm talking about two starting, should be starting, quarterbacks <laughs> in the XFL that's Philip Walker and Jordan Tamu. My son. And my son as well. Jordan Tamu? No, Philip Walker. Oh, Philip
1: Walker. I was like, hmm? Hmm? No, I'm not stealing your son. Don't steal my son. It's my son.
0: Um, so, Houston Roughnecks, St. Louis Battlehawks. You guys probably know all that already. So, I want these guys together because, um, you know, their cases for being one and done are very similar. Uh, both are young quarterbacks who have a ton of potential, who just need some more playing time at a higher level and some time to develop. Um, I I do say in here, and I'm going to get ahead of myself, that I do personally think Tamu has a better chance Let's than Walker. Go. Just because of age and a few other situations. But, alright. So let me talk about why Walker could be a one and done. So, in Walker's case, it's his ability to recover so that's limiting him. And he possesses that high-level arm talent. He has a high-level mobility. And so, in and, a and league... Where it seems like mobile quarterbacks starting to become more of the thing. Lamar Jackson's trying to prove to us that mobile quarterbacks don't get hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Mobile quarterbacks coming more in favor. And Walker isn't a traditional scrambler like some people would say Lamar Jackson is, but he runs a lot and he is a scrambler, but he sits in the pocket as well. So. He's not completely a Lamar, Lamar Jackson style. How we I compared him was Tyrod Taylor mm-hmm. was my comparison when we did our quarterback show. That is correct. Um, but they actually reached out and tried to, when they blocked, you know, the whole, oh, the XFL blocked, you know, quarterbacks from getting on teams thing. They had reached out to, the, the Steelers had reached out to try to get Phillip Walker as their, like, Lamar Jackson scout. Just because of his mobility, I assume. And... A somewhat similar play style i guess even though i don't think there's anyone that plays like lamar jackson right now but uh it's not a great sign that there doesn't seem to be significant interest like we saw with like landy jones where they were trying to bring him back in or uh oh, what's the other guy jo- josh johnson what his name? josh johnson josh johnson yeah okay josh johnson where they were trying to i almost wanted to say john johnson Jonathan johnson <laughs> josh johnson uh where they were trying to bring him in you know to fill in a role for these injured quarterbacks he didn't get any kind of interest like that he got interest as a scout team quarterback so that, that does worry me a little bit but I think he has a good skill set he has a ton of potential he's only 24 and I think a year if he can prove it it's a prove it year for him if he can hold the starting job because there's controversy there if he can hold the starting job I think with all the talent he has with a bit of coaching and the schematic standpoint coverages reading coverages he could be a viable second or third option, and make the 53-man 53, uh, 53 <laughs> roster in that way, not as a starter probably, but um, I could see him being a backup for a team that needs a mobile quarterback. You know, a backup because RG3 is getting older, mm-hmm. a backup for the Ravens, a backup for the Bills, Josh Allen, mm-hmm. a backup for you know any team that has a mobile quarterback, I could see him making a roster in that way. Um, and so the other guy, Jordan Tamu, who I'm lumping in here in this Dual entry is similar, but they don't play the same, but they're in a similar sim- situation. Uh, Tamu is slightly younger, two years younger, in fact. And interesting thing about Tamu is he is the only of the eight original tier one quarterbacks who has no regular season, uh, you know, like experience. Mm-hmm. He is widely an unknown because he's that good, baby. <laughs> he's widely because he only was in the preseason, you know, he's yeah. like Jazz Ferguson, where they only yeah. did. You know, that preseason, and then they were gone. So, he hasn't had the experience. No one knows what to expect, really. He's just widely an unknown across uh, the NFL landscape. So, if I had to bet just in terms of which player would make the leap first between Walker and Tamu, I'd give it... Given both players are mm-hmm. playing at a high level, both of them will play really well. Mm-hmm. Let's just say in the situation. I'd probably say Tamu gets it just because he hasn't got a shot in preseason and to show... Okay, I'm good. He has a higher potential to be a starter. Yes. Because we don't know. Because we don't know. Right? We know what Walker is somewhat. He has mm-hmm. a lot of potential still. Mm-hmm. But, we, but you know, Tomu could go out on the field during this XFL season and just absolutely wreck the XFL and be the greatest player in XFL history. Which wouldn't be hard because there's only <laughs> one season. <laughs> but, yes. Um, but, you know, I've stated my issues with Tomu. I think... He has, you know, some problems with, you know, like I don't think his mobility and arm talent are on the same level as Walker. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to say he doesn't have room to grow. And that maybe with me being able to watch him play in the XFL, my opinion won't be changed on that. Uh, I think he has a better grasp of reading defenses post-snap. And he has that more stereotypical size. He's 6'3", 220 compared to Walker's uh, 5'11", you know, Mm 2'16". They're, they're similar weights, but you know, it's a height, um, body types. So, I've just I, I think they're in a similar situation. Young quarterbacks are going to use this as a prove it year. I could see both of them not coming back realistically, but um, I think Tomu has a better chance of making a 53 man roster given they both play well. Mm-hmm. Now, if Tomu plays like shit Walker plays well, that changes, right? Or, yes, so that's why I'd lump them two together. I just think it's Jordan Tomu and Philip Walker, young quarterbacks with a lot of development left. So that's, that's my number two entry here. Okay. I agree with all that. So my number two is
1: one, Ed Reynolds. Ed. Uh, he is a safety out of Stanford for the Houston Roughnecks. Uh, he is a little older than our parameters. 28. 28, which is, is getting only older. older size. However, uh, he has played in the NFL already. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a fifth-round pick of the Eagles. And he played a little bit for them, and he played a little bit the for Browns. my Cleveland Browns. Yes, yes. he did. I see that here. Um, uh, He was really, really good for us. Um, he played pretty fantastic, honestly. Uh, he has really good film on tape already. Um, so the reason that he kind of washed out of the NFL, I won't say washed out because I don't think it was really his fault. Right. Uh, injuries were a problem. Uh, he got cut from the Browns because he could not stay healthy, Right, and you can't make the club in the tub. Um and it's he is saying. yes, it's a great saying. <laughs> it's not mine. It's just that's a classic <laughs> phrase. Um, but you and he he is not a single high safety. He cannot be put on an island in coverage. Uh, he he can't do it uh, not reliably. Uh, so he is more of a run support or a shallow zone like a cover two safety, mm-hmm. uh, where he is not the he is not the one that if there is safety help on a play, he is not helping you. Okay. He's not the deep safety. Right. He is the one that comes up and is not—I don't want to say an extra linebacker because uh-huh. it's not that—but he's covering the shallow zone. Gotcha. So he is the help in the shallow zone in a cover two defense, right? Um, which is fine if that's his role and a team has that role, great. A lot of teams do. Um, so the fact that he already has good film on tape, he is a little older, but he has good film on tape. Uh, teams know what he can do. If he can stay healthy this season and still prove that he can produce and be that cog in that type of defense, I think he'll get snapped up pretty quick.
0: Okay. Here's my only question, right? Yes. I see that he was in the AAF. Yes. But then after that, he was mm. not in the NFL. No. So what, why so didn't he make In a- the
1: AAF, I think he literally joined the AAF. And that closed down? Almost immediately ah. after his signing. So I think, again, as we talked about with... Oh, man... The dude who played for the Saints that you really like. That has the Hawaiian name. Hawaiian name. What a racist thing to say. <laughs> what a, the the name that I cannot pronounce. Yes. Uh, the mentality in a lot of NFL teams is if you are hurt and you take time off, you're soft. Because they want players like Zach Ertz today who lacerated his fucking kidney gotcha. and is playing, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. So, maybe that's it. Maybe that's not it. I don't know. But... If you get injured and take time off, usually it's it's hard to get back in once you've left.
0: Got you. Okay.
1: So that's why.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Yes. Um, I have a similar tech player on my list. Yes. And it's one of the ones I feel a little less confident about. Mm. Hmm. And he's kind of similar. Is he my next guy? Let me see. He's say. your guy. No, he's not my next guy. You
1: can do him next if you want to. Isn't um. Another?
0: Yeah. I'll talk about him now since it's similar. Mm-hmm. Um. So my guy is Tristan Decoud. Mm. Hmm. Right. He's DB Dekoud. for the for the Dallas Renegades. Renegades. Mm. Hmm. Uh younger than your guy he's 26 mm-hmm. so i feel like he has a better chance in just that regard Six two, two oh five. 205 he played corner a little bit for the texans and then they were like oh man you're kind of slow and they're like why don't you play safety so then he got converted to safety in the nfl likely what he's gonna be playing in the xfl as well mm-hmm. um and if he ever goes back to the nfl like we what, he what he'll be playing there is too. um so he doesn't have the high level play speed and he has technique issues mm-hmm. so he's not the greatest in coverage because of his footwork and just generally he's not fast he's not he doesn't have a ton of technique he's not bursty. but what he does bring is um, solid tackling and good run stopping abilities. He can actually read, from what I saw. He can read. He can, run. Actua- he he can, can actually read. read. <laughs> he can read run plays pretty well, and he can shed blocks pretty well. I think he's more of the. You said your guy wasn't necessarily this. Mm-hmm. I think he is more of a guy you bring up almost as a linebacker. Okay. And have him, you know, just on running downs. You don't. If he gets to the NFL, it's not going to be in a capacity of a starting role. Mm-hmm. It'll definitely be in like here's a run situation. Mm-hmm. We need a tackle. Mm-hmm. So it will bring him in, and he can disrupt running lanes. can track runners in the open field well and he's a very solid tackler whether it's laying a big hit which i've seen a few forced fumbles and or just sure tackling like he he has very good tackling form and from what i saw he doesn't seem to miss a lot of tackles he wraps up well um i think at the age of 26 he's a rare mix like your guy you said has a ton of NFL experience right Mm -hmm but he's 29. Mm -hmm, This guy is... Or 28. Mm -hmm. This guy is 26, but also has a lot of NFL experience. So he spent time with the Texans and the Cowboys making that 53-man roster for both. He didn't see much playing time when he was on those rosters. I assume if he gets back to the NFL, Mm -hmm. probably not going to be seeing seeing much playing time, but he is a guy you can rotate in uh, on running downs. Um, He did spend 2019 and... Or, yeah, 2018-2019 out of football. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why. Okay. But... I just think if he improves his footwork, you know, if he can get a little bit better in coverage, maybe they can find a role for him as a replacement level player as safety. Make the 53-man roster as maybe like your third safety, mm-hmm. your third strong safety, something like that. And I, that, that's why i put him up there. I think he's a lot like your guy. Yeah. Except younger. Younger. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that would be my assumption. <laughs> I actually don't know your guy all that much. You saw a little bit of Tristan who Do you think Deku. they're similar?
1: Uh yeah, I think they're similar in the fact that they they're not uh, they're not necessarily cover safeties right. uh, like you said, and if they are, it's more of a single cover, uh or single cover. It's more of a shallow zone mm-hmm. cover.
0: Uh yeah, I agree. There's there's similar player types. So I just think a guy like Tristan because he's 26. Mm-hmm. Um, how how big was your guy?
1: He is 6'1", 205. Right. So they ba- they're, they're, they're yeah they're yeah. similar.
0: Okay. Um. All right, so who's your next guy?
1: So, my next guy is Darren Smith.
0: Darren Smith.
1: Might be pronounced as Darren, but I'm going to go Darren. Darren. Uh, maybe Darren, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I remember Out of now. Fresno State, uh, plays for the Dallas Renegades. He's a safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, this dude was a baller in uh, the AAF. He's also, by the way, a little older than our parameters. He's 27. Yes, he is. Um, but it's kind of the same deal where he has good NFL tape right. uh, he also has fantastic AAF tape uh, mm-hmm. he was really good he was what wasn't he the defensive MVP or something Smith. for the San Antonio commanders or if, if there wasn't an official award he, he was, was the best defender yes he thought. was he was he was so good in the AAF uh, mm-hmm. he was easily the best defensive back in that league uh, so how I know Daron Smith mm-hmm. was he was brought to us he's also on the Browns yes you'll know, notice a trend here <laughs> Uh, he was signed off the Bengals practice squad when we were in our in our 0-16 season. It was fantastic. Uh, we had a lot of injuries that year, and Darren played very admirable with us. Uh, so, looking at his film uh, that he's put out, uh, both in the NFL, a little bit of college, and the AF, he can play single high safety. He can be your deep safety, uh, and you can do a lot worse than him. Um he can be relied on to cover receivers. He can be relied on to supply safety help. He has great ball skills. If he is, if a ball is hanging in the air and it's between him and receiver that is his size mm-hmm. and not much taller than him, like super taller, then he's probably going to get that ball. Um, that being said, he does have problems with bigger receivers. Not necessarily mm-hmm. the physicality; they're just not. They're they're taller, right. so they have a longer reach. So like receivers like. A.J. Green or D.K. Metcalf, uh, those types of receivers he'd have problems with. Uh, and like I said, it also does limit him in tackling. Also, he can't cover tight ends because he's so small.
2: Yeah, and
1: he's really, i say so small. He's not like five eleven. He's five eleven. Yeah, he's five eleven, <laughs> almost two hundred pounds. He's not like pint size, but he's not an NFL safety size. That's what most coaches are looking for. However, the talent, the talent, and what he's put on tape. Right. I think we'll get him out of the league quickly.
0: I see here he was on the Minnesota Vikings uh, roster. So that and means... And was cut. Skull. Skull. <laughs> so I like this guy. Yes. I actually do somewhat remember him. I wasn't the biggest AAF guy. I, like, I watched the first few games, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know. I'm <laughs> kind of right. busy.
1: The games are on fucking Tuesday, so I don't care. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I didn't watch a ton of AAF, but mm-hmm. I do actually remember, when you said the name, I was like... I remember us... I remember getting a bleach Report thing mm-hmm. or something that was like... AF star Daron Smith Mm -hmm. signs with Vikings (laughs) (laughs) signs with Vikings but um, I see what you're saying he seems Mm -hmm. to be pretty productive Mm -hmm. Um,
1: and he has good NFL tape
0: yeah for sure I I think I'm surprised he's in the XFL now Mm -hmm. but perhaps you know after this season Mm -hmm. um, I can't you know I'm calling you on your shit all day but I can't really call you on your shit on this one I Mm -hmm. can see this guy making it as a Probably not a starter. Mm
1: -hmm. But he'll be a plug-and-play depth guy. Yeah. And if they ever run a nickel or a dime where they need multiple DBs, he can fulfill that. I think a reason why he hasn't made it now is because why would you bring in a 27-year-old who you can't put on your practice squad because he's so old and he has experience in the NFL when you can just draft someone in the sixth round to do the same thing? Yeah, that's Um, true. Not necessarily the same talent level, but... Fill the same role, and maybe they're going to even be better. And if
0: he too. shows up again, like you do it in the AF, then you do it in the XFL. That's, yes. It's going to be harder to deny that, though. So Precisely. I can see, see what you're saying. That's probably my favorite of your picks so far. Ooh. So, um, all right. Moving on to, I skipped one guy to talk about, Tristan Deku. Tristan Deku. But now, we're going to talk about a guy I like a lot, uh, D'Angelo Yancey. Mm-hmm. Who's a name lots of people are familiar with in the XFL circles because he gets so much coverage on Twitter.
1: I thought you would say something else. What was I going to say? Uh, he gets so much pussy. I don't know why. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that was where my brain was going. No. Sorry.
0: He gets a lot of uh, coverage on a coverage. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, lots of, just out of mini camp alone, and mm-hmm. I think some of his own workouts and stuff. Like mm-hmm. He seems to have great hands and great body control. Uh, so much of what I said about Jazz Ferguson, hmm it applies here. Yes. D'Angelo Yancey. Mm-hmm. Not, not as big. 6'2 instead of 6'5. Jasper mm-hmm. is 6'5. Yancey six 6'2. But similar weights. 220, 230. Um, he's a little smaller. But what I will give him is I think he has better hands and he's faster. Mm-hmm. Even though the combine numbers wouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. I think play speed when you watch him. Yep. D'Angelo Yancey gets behind corners mm-hmm. really easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I said that Ferguson could be a top 2-3 mm-hmm. receiver in the league... Yancey was another guy I was thinking of in that top two, three. Right? Yes. So, already in this XFL offseason, he's been highlighted as like a potential premier guy in the XFL. Mm-hmm. One of the best playmakers and the guy you have to watch. You know, we've just seen the body control, the hands, um, and there seems to already be a connection between Yancey and Matt McGloin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, it seems like it's clear Yancey is the number one guy and probably their biggest playmaker on offense. Um I think it's safe to assume that their entire offense will be predicated on what Yancey and McGloin are able to do when they're on the field together. Mm-hmm. It's just that's going to be their entire offense. It's probably that passing game. Um, I think, like many XFL players, he, you know, he already got his shot at making the 53-man rosters, and he, he kind of just gotten a lot of practice squads mm-hmm. um, after being drafted, I think, in the fifth round, mm-hmm. something like that. He just made a bunch of practice uh, squads. I'm just not really sure when I watch tape, when I watch him play, when I look at his size, when I look at scouting reports, when I look at all that stuff, why this guy isn't on an NFL team. hmm And this is how I felt about Jazz Ferguson. mm mm-hmm. like I've seen five, nine receivers who have okay hands mm-hmm. and are decent route runners mm-hmm. who are on 53-man rosters. And then it makes me question why these big guys who are also fast, not like they're big, slow guys, because mm-hmm. I can see, you know, Laquan Treadwell. hmm you know, don't. <laughs> well, I can see why those guys might not be on rosters. But a guy who has speed, size, and hands, and Yancey more so than Ferguson in terms of hands, why that's not a guy. That, I mean, he just seems like the most stereotypical good wide receiver just in terms of build. You got a guy who can catch, got a guy who's 6'2. He's not overly big, but 6'2 is a big guy, 220, and he has uh, speed. I just don't see why that guy isn't on a roster. Um, but I think if you have a strong showing in the XFL, if if he is what I think he's gonna be, probably the mo- the biggest playmaker in the XFL, mm-hmm. it could be one of them, mm-hmm. one of the best wide receivers. If he's making highlight plays, if he's putting up big numbers. He's so young. He's uh, twenty five. Mm-hmm. If you if he just shows out in the XFL, like I, it's to me like Jazz Ferguson, no brainer. This guy is gonna be on a roster. Mm-hmm. So I, I think D'Angelo Yancey is a it's just a clear one and done for me.
1: But. Okay, so we talked about D'Angelo Yancey on our inaugural episode. We did. Um, and I believe I said something where he is what the critics of DK Metcalf like, say DK Metcalf is. And I still stand by that, but that's also fine. Because right. if you can run a deep post with D'Angelo Yancey and you win the route, great. Yeah. Who the fuck cares if he can't turn? Right. Um, just don't run a route where you can turn. He's like
0: Zoolander. You can't turn left.
1: Precisely. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Yes. So, precisely like that. So, and the reason why he may not be on an NFL roster is because when you're setting up uh, your wide receiver room, and uh-huh. really in any league, you have guys that are zone coverage busters, are man coverage busters, and dudes like this who I describe as the big fucker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he'll be the big fucker in the room. Right. And maybe they already have big fuckers. Um so, or you can be up a Seahawks and just have four big fuckers and Tyler Lockett, and that's great. <laughs> but, um, that, maybe that's why. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't have an answer for I, you. I feel
0: like there's enough question, like, there's enough questionable wide receiver rooms. Mm-hmm. Like, the 49ers could use one. They're mm-hmm. a team that's a really good team, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. wide receiver is not their strong suit.
1: And if you look at him analytically, uh, which I don't, I mean, analytics is important, but Stats don't tell the whole story. He did not catch uh, half of his targets in any season at Purdue. And I know he got drafted and went to the Packers. I don't know how he did on the Packers. but he made uh, the practice squad. He made the practice squad. Hey, baby, that's good. <laughs> but uh, production does mean something. So maybe that's what people are looking at. Maybe that's what they're taking into account. Which, if you're taking into account film from four years ago, you're probably not right. fantastic. Because players do develop. But who knows?
0: Right. I think... As long as he shows out, as mm-hmm. long as he's one of the top guys in the SFL, mm-hmm. it's just a no-brainer situation for him. Mm-hmm. He's got everything you need. He's young. Not as young as Jazz Ferguson, if I'm right. Jazz Ferguson's, what, 22? Correct. And Yancey's 25, a little bit older than Jazz Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Similar type of players in my eyes. I think uh, Yancey is more of a hands. You know, he has better hands. He's a better catcher of the football than Ferguson. What mm-hmm. Ferguson has on him is that size and, like, big-body type... Yancy doesn't play like a big-bodied receiver, really. Mm-hmm. Yancy's more—he likes to run by people. Yep. He can make contested catches, but they're not like, you know, sunning small corners. It's like he just can make contested catches with someone draped all over him. Um, I, I think he will make a lot of fun plays, and when you have a ton of highlights circulating on Twitter, that bodes well for you in the in the NFL. Mm-hmm. People are going to be like, "Oh, I actually know who this guy is." Yep. Because I don't know how many NFL teams. Sure, they have maybe someone watched the XFL tape. They definitely do. But, you know. I if, hope they do. If They don't. That's if, if bad. you know, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan's on Twitter mm-hmm. and he sees D'Angelo <laughs> Yancey fucking moss mm. ma- someone, <laughs> he's like, oh. We're going to sign that. Guy. I don't know why I give everyone the Vince McMahon voice. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Shanahan definitely signed picture it Kyle and talk Shanahan
1: like... salivating and Vince McMahon. We're going to push. push. For the We're <laughs> going to push D'Angelo Yancey for SummerSlam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Yeah. Um, is this no? You've got two more guys. Yes, right? I have two right. more dudes. Who's your next dude?
1: So my next dude is let me scroll. Is Jalen Myrick, who is a cornerback by way of University of Minnesota Golden Gophers, and plays for the uh, DC Defenders. So this guy is much like you with Will Hill. Mm-hmm. Is a guy I would always pick in Madden to be like my sixth corner. Okay. Uh, because. His speed was always like a 90, high 90, yeah, because he ran a 4.28, which is fast. at his superhuman speed. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, he's 5'10", 200 pounds, 24 years old. Um, so, basically, if you're on a 4.2, you have doors open for you, no yes. matter what. Uh, at Minnesota, he was, he didn't necessarily have ball skills, but he was always in the right place at the right time. Had a lot of good pass breakups. Uh, His biggest thing is he needs coaching desperately. Uh, He was on the Jaguars for a little bit, uh, and there were videos of him, so they had a joint practice with the Patriots, Mm. and uh, Julian Edelman toasted him Mm -hmm. so bad uh, just in short yardage situations because he doesn't know how to play certain routes, doesn't really know how to attack a double move, and doesn't really know how to press off the line. So, important skills to have. But... Uh, and he's more of what I call an all athlete, not really a ball player at this point, which means he is a mold for a DB coach to craft. Okay, so if because he has every tool in the world to become a successful uh defensive back, uh, he is 5'10 on the outside, is a little sketchy and may not necessarily let him play on the outside, mm-hmm. uh, but if he can play slot. Great. I think he can do that and be successful at that.
0: Here's my problem with that. Yes. You say he's not quick, doesn't have mm-hmm. you know, he mm-hmm. got roasted by Julian Edelman. Mm-hmm. It's a slot where you want him where mm-hmm. you're running a lot. So of-
1: when I say roasted by Julian Edelman, it's more because Julian Edelman is a is a one of the best route runners in the league right now. Mm-hmm. And I think his feet are crazy.
0: Right. So
1: he basically just was like, I don't know what the fuck to do. About all this. Now...
0: Wouldn't a skill set like that, though... Yes. Where you can run very fast in a straight line... Yes. Suit you better on the outside, even though correct. you're
1: shorter. Yes. Let me tie this all back. So, you are correct. However, looking at his college film, it would seem that he... Even though, like you said, with... Um, who was your other guy? I'm sorry. With Treston Deku... Deku... Uh, He's not necessarily quick. I think... In pads and on the field, he can figure it out and he knows where to get to where he needs to go to, uh, in a certain way. At least I saw that when doing at the Minnesota film. And like I said, needs desperately needs coaching. I think this, I'd like this is a dude who, if he has the right DB coach and the right defense, I think will be very good. I think Mm -hmm. can be be a boundary corner, but will probably be relegated to the slot just because of his size,
0: right? Well, um. We'll see. Uh, just the in terms of coaching, mm-hmm. uh, it does scare me a little bit, mm-hmm. just because that's such a mm-hmm. to go. If you're going to have a move in the slot, because I see your concern with him being five ten, yes, and playing on the outside, yes. Uh, I'm trying to. Th- I've been trying to think of a corner who plays on the outside who's five ten mm-hmm. and short, and I can't there's, think of. There's one. really not any. <laughs> so I, for some reason, I thought Patrick Peterson was shorter than he was, and he's not.
1: Mm-hmm. Now I will also say he does have longer arms, even though he is five ten. than... Some cornerbacks in the NFL that are like six one, so that does help. Okay. Yeah. So and Fair also, time. I hate height arguments because even though most of them are legitimate, but like, if if you're gonna discredit someone if they're five ten, you're like, well, I like my corner six feet. Then that's stupid mm-hmm. because that's two inches. You gotta look at their feet. exactly. You gotta look at their reach. You have to look at everything else. Right. But gotcha. yes.
0: Okay. No, I mean I get it. I think. Someone with that skill set seems more um, Mm -hmm. useful on the outside, but Mm -hmm. if he can't, if if that height becomes a concern Mm -hmm. and he's getting roasted by taller receivers on Mm -hmm. the outside, Mm -hmm. it's going to fuck him up. To to go from someone who's like, you're like, his coverage isn't Mm -hmm. fantastic to then Mm -hmm. tell him to be a slot, because I feel Mm -hmm. like slots have to be the best in coverage. Mm -hmm. They're like your best coverage guys, Mm -hmm. because they have to be able to shift really quick Mm -hmm. these intermediate curls and, you know, Crossing the field, mm-hmm. drags and stuff. I just, uh, as long as, if he can overcome the 5'10 mm-hmm. and not getting roasted by, you know, six, by D'Angelo mm-hmm. Yancey, <laughs> D'Angelo Yancey, and Jazz Ferguson, uh-huh. and then maybe he has a shot. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of his quick area
1: or short area quickness deficiencies also come with technique, because, uh, like I said, Despinese coaching. But I will say that Myrick is kind of my most, not iffy pick, but like, He's someone who I saw and I was like, I like you, but I'm not sure. Fuck, <laughs> were, it. let's do were, it anyway. You got sun influence. I got by sun. Him. I got big sun influence by Jalen Myron, <laughs> but I still believe that he can be a corner in the NFL. I mean, I, the
0: four two eight is definitely interesting.
1: That's 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 <laughs> like that's not human. Like yeah, think, think about that. Like how fast? Like my fastest forty I ever ran was a four seven nine, and I felt like I was flying. Could you imagine? Now four seven nine. Is, I'm not. That's not a brag. Like that's not good time, but like I'm not even gonna say what my four. Well, was. it was different positions. Who cares? <laughs> but, <laughs> but just like a four two eight. Like that's crazy. Like that is so insane. Uh-huh. Like that, that, and that's laser timed. So that is precise. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like I'm.
0: That's a half, very fast I'm, a, human being. I'm at a
1: half mast right now because it's, <laughs> it's thinking about it's human performance. It freaks me out. Mm, people okay. are people are aliens. You're but whatever. A,
0: you're a weird individual. I
1: am. Human performance gets me just hot and bothered.
0: Okay. Well, um, I'll move on to my last guy. Let's do it. Uh my boy. My boy. I don't he's not really my boy, but he's good. Dorian Johnson. He's a guard. <laughs> it's good, like... I gotta throw my towel down Dorian Johnson is guard for the D C defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a weird case to me because mm-hmm. he seems to have all the talent, mm-hmm. and you know he could at least be a backup somewhere. Mm-hmm. And his career, his career just got really derailed by injury. Um, even coming out of the draft, there was health concerns, right? Mm-hmm. So he was one of the top guards coming out of that draft. He was, yeah. You know, I remember reading, not remember when I was looking this up, looking back on scouting reports. Mm-hmm. I saw some of them saying he might be the second best guard in the class. Mm-hmm. Some people even saying he was the first. But he was always in the top five, at yeah. least. But, he was uh, a
1: premier athlete in that draft.
0: So he he dropped all the way to the fourth round, and probably because of the health concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I think, if, if that's what's fucking him up, then that's sad. Yes. As always. Yes, it is. And uh, I'd like to see, you know, that's, I always feel for those people who got injured, Got knocked out of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Didn't get a shot again.
1: Where it's not their fault at all. Yeah. yeah.
0: XFL, well, part of the reason I love the XFL, mm-hmm. right? This is, is for gives, those guys. It gives them those guys who either got injured and got fucked, mm-hmm. who small school and got fucked, mm-hmm. who aren't exactly measurables, you know, or they just got in practice squads and never got a shot to show how they do in a game, mm-hmm. right? And they can go to the XFL and they can get full playing time and potentially show, hey, if you give me full playing time, it's more than just watching me push a bag and practice. Mm-hmm. Push a sled and practice. Mm-hmm. You know, So hopefully with some game film, the talent that you saw in college, because he was fantastic in college, right, will show up in his game film, give him some game fill at a higher level than college, show that to the NFL, and hopefully they give him a shot. I think, um, I think so what really sold me, this might be my favorite one, mm-hmm. because... This is on like a this is on like a different level of thinking mm-hmm. of why he might get back in the NFL. All right, it's not just because I think this guy's talented. I think the league is shifting to a different style of offense, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is we're seeing a lot of zone running okay. coming in the NFL. I got you. Think of all the top teams, not all of them. Think of a lot of the top teams, mm-hmm. most of the NFC, mm-hmm. and what they run right now think about the 49ers, they run a zone run scheme. You think about the Vikings, they run a zone run scheme. You think about the Saints' zone run, Seahawks' zone run, Packers' zone run, right? When the top teams are running a scheme, that zone run Denver Broncos scheme, Mm -hmm. other teams are going to be like, well, these guys are fucking good. I'm going to do that. It's a copycat league. I'm going to do that. It's a copycat league. You're correct. So when a team transitions from being not a zone run team, and they're like, all right, we're going to start doing zone run now, They're going to need guys to fill up these backup positions, potentially even starting positions, but at least backup positions Mm -hmm. that are good zone run blockers. Mm -hmm. Well, this is where Dorian Johnson comes in. He's a good zone run blocker. He's athletic as shit. As shit. He is big, but not fat. Right? Mm -hmm. He's just perfect for that kind of scheme. They ran a lot of zone at pit. Mm -hmm. So he has experience. Not to say that if he doesn't get picked up by a zone run team, because zone doesn't do like pulling guards, right? Right. But if you had... He's also really good at pulling. So if you know, if a zone run team doesn't pick him up, he's also good at doing things that aren't zone run. Mm-hmm. He's just very good at run blocking. From what we saw in college, he wasn't a terrible pass blocker. He seemed mm-hmm. pretty good, right? Yes. Now, the things I read online was, maybe he's not great at pass blocking. That might have been part of the reason mm-hmm. he got... He's not in the NFL anymore. But I think maybe... It, it's, sometimes it's just the team you go on, the coaching you're getting. It's just not the right fit. It's not the right fit. And I think if he can get his pass blocking up a little bit, if he goes to a team, I don't know, I'm not sure the D.C. Defenders are running a zone run scheme. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who's, yeah. Who's, who's their coach? Pep Hamilton. Pep Hamilton. Right? Does Pep Hamilton run a zone run scheme? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Let's find this out. <laughs> um, if they're running zone run, zone run stuff, then obviously that's going to be big ups. Big ups. Big ups. (laughs) Because if you could show that you're a good fucking zone run blocker, and it looks like the uh, the NFL is going towards all zone run blocking, Mm -hmm. then you're going to find a job, just at least as a backup, because they're like, we, not everyone's good at zone blocking. Mm -hmm. And if he is a skill, you got a guy who can come in, and if one of your guys gets injured, boom, you got Dorian Johnson zone blocking for you. Bam! Like no one ever left. <laughs> now I tried to quickly look at li- look at Wikipedia and figure out. If, uh, Pep Hamilton did zone run, and Wikipedia didn't tell me. So, let's just hope they mix some of it in there. <laughs> <laughs> just sprinkle in some zone run, you know. Show, show off Dorian Johnson. But that's my guy, Dorian Johnson. I think he he's young. He's twenty mm-hmm. got good size, six almost mm-hmm. three hundred pounds. Fluctuates, of course, but he's around three hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think, with the way the league's going, it's some meta brain, fucking shit. Thinking about meta brain. It's shit. more than just being good because he's also good, mm-hmm. but he fits exactly what the league seems to be going towards, or what I assume the league's gonna go towards. When most of the good teams are on zone run, other teams going to run zone run. And they're gonna have to get rid of people. One plus one equals two, baby. Yep, four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> But all right, that's Dorian Johnson, I just think talented and he's gonna fit a lot of team schemes mm-hmm. coming up next year. All right. And that's why he'll be one and done. All right. So, uh,
1: my last guy, who I also think is gonna be the the hardest of my one and dones, I think he's I, I don't want no, I don't wanna say he's guaranteed, but I think that he's the most likely out of all of these guys to go one and done is Andrew Ankra. Uh, he is a edge rusher out of James Madison. University, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me, I, almost, I tried to stifle the cough, but I failed. Uh, he is 6'3", 220-ish, uh, and 23 years old. So this dude uh, has tools on tools on tools on tools. He measured great at the small school FCS Combine. Uh, his numbers were comparable to Harold Landry, uh, who is really good for the Titans, uh, not really necessarily that as good as him. Why? Are you, what are you doing? Okay, um, but they are comparable to that. Uh, he's very young. He's twenty-three years old. He is raw as crap. Uh, he is one of the most the rawest player, and raw, not raw like he's fucking raw, dude. Like he is <laughs> underdeveloped. Uh, he needs coaching, but he has all the tools in the world. Uh, he was on the Redskins. I don't know if it was his preseason roster or practice squad. But he was one of the players to jump, not jump from the AF, when the AF closed down. You look really smug right now. What's wrong no, with this you? This is your son. What?
0: This was your son. Andrew yeah. He, well,
1: oh, was he my son? Uh-huh. Oh, well. Yeah, my son. Named Andrew Andrew.
0: <laughs> I was like, why is that name familiar?
1: <laughs> Sorry, he just looked really smug. I thought they were supposed to hit me, with like, well, this guy fucking died, so, or something like that. <laughs> no, just, um, I was like, why
0: is his name so familiar? And I was looking through everything, and he's, he's your son.
1: Anyway, so... He was on the Redskins preseason roster in some fashion. I don't know if he was just made it on the cuts or if he was on the practice squad for a little bit. Uh, In college, they kind of put him all over the field. He was a defensive end at some point, and he was also a linebacker. I think he has to play uh, like a rush-type linebacker, like your Pernell McPhee or your Hmm. Dwight Freeney. Not saying he's going to be that player. I'm saying that's just the type of player that he is. Uh, I don't think he's going to be too great in coverage, uh, and he's not. his first step is not... Really, there to where he can play defensive end, Um, and he's not explosive enough to play defensive end from stance. I think if he has a little bit of room to work with, uh, I think he can get there, and I think he's bendy enough to where he can play an outside rusher uh, coming from the linebacker position. Uh, So, the fact that he is so raw and so young, and one of the most important positions, and one of the most important functions of a good football team is getting to the quarterback. Right. I think he'll find a spot pretty quick yeah, if as he as if, a yeah, premium. if he does if he does well in the XFL. If he does anything close to what he did for the Apollos, which if you look at the stat sheet may not be like wow, oh my god. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you look at the film, he did very very well for the Orlando Apollos in his time in the AF. In the so half. in the AF. So I think he'll be one of the quick the quickest uh, ship jumpers after the conclusion of the first season of the XFL. Yeah. Yes. He's, uh,
0: he's young, man. He's big young. Big young, big as I would say. Young. Big young. Alright, so those are our guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me just read them all. Mm-hmm. Go let, through the list. Let me just say them all. So, um, I'm going to read your players too. That's fine. I'm not going to say anything. I,
1: I stealthily put them during yeah, the show onto I the document.
0: So, so, Jazz Ferguson, wide receiver mm-hmm. for Dallas Renegades. Mm-hmm. Philip Walker and Jordan Tamu, mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Houston Roughnecks, St. Louis Battlehawks. Mm-hmm. Um, D'Angelo Yancey, wide receiver for the New York Guardians. Treston decoud DB for the Dallas Renegades. Um, Big Dick Dorian Johnson, guard, DC defenders. Yes. <laughs> DeAndre Goolsby. Goolsby, first
1: first, uh, team.
0: first team name or fuck it, first team all name whatever the fuck. First team. His name's guys. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to say. <laughs> Tampa Bay Vipers. Ed Reynolds, a safety uh, for the Roughnecks. Uh, Darren Smith, a safety for the Renegades. Jalen Myrick, uh, cornerback for DC. And Andrew An- 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 Ankra? Ankra. Ankra.
1: I don't have it listed. He's on the... Uh, oh, God.
0: He is on...
1: Oh, God. Oh, I had him right here. <laughs> I'm so stupid.
0: He was on the Battle Hawks.
1: Battle Hawks. Because... Wikipedia still says he's on the Redskins, which is
0: erroneous. So edge for the Battle Hawks, Andrew Anchor. Anchor. anchor, pass rush, anchor, anchor, anchor. Okay, edge setter. <laughs> Coming at you. All right, that's our show. Right. Hey.
1: Yeah. How long are we at?
0: Uh, we're like an hour.
1: I always think it's like 30 minutes. No,
0: we're at an hour, dude. It takes a I long think time to talk. We Want to hear exactly what we're at? Dude, yes. An hour and seven minutes exactly.
1: See, that's that's an average show for us. That is. We're like hour. We're usually like we're around about. hour 15 ish. Yeah.
0: Like an hour, hour yeah. 15, something yeah. there. Yeah. Look
1: at us fluff it up to try
0: to get there. That's crazy. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's go to a whole another list. Yes. <laughs> Surprise! Okay. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Mm-hmm. It's been fun. Ten, ten
1: episodes? Ten. Ten, that's a lot. Not counting the extra point extras. Yeah, which I wouldn't count as our episodes. But, but not really. We really don't put any effort into them at all. I, I, I edit them. You, okay, you put... I, 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 I did not put any effort them, but I edit <laughs> I do the intros now, because you can... <laughs> so whatever but yes um, I should say <laughs> I how dare I say that I don't put I put young
0: Jamie <laughs> okay
1: you know what I am young Jamie in this in this, in this relationship
0: alright well episode 10 thanks for guys for mm-hmm. just sticking around we're, we're so close to the season starting yeah and we'll, we'll pick on, up once the season starts a little starts. more than a month away and it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic once the season starts it's gonna be fabulous cause there's gonna be a lot more me and Thomas arguing it's not something you've got to really experience yet oh it gets bad it gets bad. If you saw our group chat, it's like... Our because, group chat is
1: really just me and Justin, because nobody else talks in there.
0: And all we talk about is the NFL. Yes. Because we know so much more about the NFL than we do the XFL. Yes. I I was trying to think of a way to explain our show the other day, and I was like, mm-hmm. the best way to explain it is just that we don't we don't know shit about the XFL. Mm-hmm. We're like guys who are like, oh, we fucking love the NFL. And they're like, oh, fucking NFL. Man, haha, ha, let's watch this. <laughs> ha, ha, let's watch this. <laughs> and then we're like trying to learn about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Basically, we're not experts by any mean. Mm-hmm. We're trying to learn about it. I'd say we're like the average fan. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. That's why I say we're not diehards. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know all these, like, D2, D3. Yes. Uh, James Madison University players, you know. Andrew Angra. So, it's like, you know, I, I appreciate anyone who's stuck with us, because I'm sure at times you're like, you're fucking stupid. Yeah, it's like, you have not even the fuck <laughs> you're talking about. You're
1: dumb. And if we are, tell us, because we want to know.
0: I do think we're it's going to pick up a lot once we get to actually watch these people play mm-hmm. in a game. It's going to be fun. Uh, mm. Next week, we're going to think of something else to talk about. Yeah.
1: If you have something for us to talk about, yeah, please. let us know. Because <laughs> like I said, we are sluts for content at this point. Wow. Unprofessional. <sighs> unbelievable.
0: Uh, really You know who just messaged me? Who messaged you? Uh, XFL Down Under. Really? He said, how? What? Go Kirk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shout out to XFL Down Under. Follow him at XFL Down Under. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's Make sure
0: practice. you guys follow us on Twitter at XFL Extra Point. Uh, DM us stuff. Anything. DM us stuff. Tell please. us hello. We'll say hello back. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and let me tell you guys to go down in Apple Podcast or whatever you guys listen to this shit on. Yeah. You go down your stars usually or whatever rating system they got. Maybe it's a thumbs up. I don't know. Maybe it's a thumbs down. You just fucking click that shit. Any press is good press. <laughs> so if you fucking yes. hate the show let us know let
1: us know leave a comment tell us how much we suck
0: and uh we'd really we'll appreciate even respond that. to you yeah we probably will unless you hurt our feelings no i'll, I'll definitely <laughs> respond to you so i'll be like mm, give me mo, i need it so yeah make sure you guys everything you know any support we've gotten so far everyone who listens every week everyone who has it on auto download on awful podcasts you guys Do people have it on auto download? Mm-hmm.
1: Let's fucking go. Because how
0: I know is when I uploaded it, because I, I always upload these at like 1 or 2 in the morning. Mm-hmm. We have like 5 downloads. That's... Like 5 people are just constantly getting our feed.
1: Whoever you 5 or so people are, <laughs> thank you. And mm-hmm. I hope we're living up to your expectations.
0: I hope so too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our first show in mm-hmm. person.
1: I hope you guys had a great holiday.
0: Yeah, I hope you did too. It's mm-hmm. the new year. First show of the new year. Mm-hmm. 2020 is... XFL season, baby.
1: Unfortunate, because the number 20 looks terrible on XFL jerseys. And it kind of does, doesn't it? Yes.
0: Does anyone wear number 20 in the NFL? Mackenzie Alexander. Ed Reed. We did this last time. We did do this time. last we forgot. time. Ed Reed,
1: Brian Dawkins. It's a really good number <laughs> in the NFL. Sure. It just looks like shit on the Jersey. I jerseys. think it might have just been the model. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. The Abercrombie Fitch model they have trying to the But yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yes. Thanks show. So much for
0: listening. Over. Bye. Bye bye. See you next week.